right, hello Team NXT, I am CD Danny Mac, bringing you a special edition of the show this weekend. I am here at Comic Book Jones on Staten Island, New York, with Sawyer Fulton. Sawyer Fulton, most famously known as a founding member of Sanity, as well as Angelo Dawkins' tag team partner and a long-standing participant in the WWE NXT brand. Sawyer, it's great to, great to have you here locally on Staten Island, and uh, thanks for being here with me, man. I really appreciate reaching out. Yeah, you know, it's uh, it real nice being up here. I'm glad uh, the weather isn't freezing cold, so at least I'm surviving that way. <laughs> Used to the cold weather, though. You're a big, uh, you're an Ohio native, if I Yeah, but I've been stuck in Orlando, Florida for the last five years. <laughs> My blood's getting thin. Let's talk about your Ohio presence, your Ohio, Ohio independent wrestling scene before you reached out to WWE Performance Center. You were known as Big Jacob? Yeah, Big Jake South. Big Jake South. Can you tell us a little bit about the Jake South character and your road to the WWE Performance Center and eventually the NXT brand? Yeah, so that whole character uh, kind of developed off of my amateur wrestling career. When I first started training for professional wrestling, I was still in college wrestling at the time, which is completely against NCAA regulations, by the way. Uh, But, you know, they didn't know that. I don't know if they should, but oh well, what are they going to do to me now, you know? (laughs) Um, so, you know, I've always wanted to be part of uh, professional wrestling, so I started training at a gym called ASWA in Mansfield, Ohio. Uh, It's a gym started by Charlie Fulton and currently being trained under the living nightmare Jimmy Lee. So the the Big Jake South character kind of just stemmed from who I was as an all-American wrestler, because that's kind of who I was at the time. That's all I really knew, and that's, you know, what helped me transition from, you know, amateur into pro. Um, and then, you know, I, I had a few matches here and there, but I had to keep taking off time for my college wrestling season. It, it eventually led to my senior year at Nationals, where I got to meet up with Jerry Briscoe, who who watched me wrestle and watched me win my, uh, my last match in my college wrestling career and take third overall in the nation. And that's kind of what uh, got my lead into... WWE. So the Briscoes brought you into the Performance Center, if I'm... Yeah, Jerry Jerry Briscoe was the one who uh, got me in my tryout for, for WWE. Definitely big name to, to have on deck. Now, your early years in the NXT program, we saw you as, uh, I hate the term jobber, so enhancement talent, <laughs> I'd say, of, uh, of sorts. Not much in the singles action, but you were a tag team with the now street prophet, Angelo Dawkins, teaming up against famous teams like the Vaude Villains, Blake and Murphy, as well as Enzo and Colin Cassidy. And branching off that, you developed the Sanity Project. Now, can we talk about the Sanity gimmick? I know that's what a lot of my listeners are going to want to know about. If I read your other previous interviews correctly, you were the mastermind sort of behind this whole Sanity gimmick. I would not say the word mastermind to put in there, but I've definitely been a, a part of it from kind of the beginning. Um, the, the tag team with Angela was a lot of fun, and we, we got to do a lot of stuff. He and I were roommates for two years, so a lot of the stuff we did as a tag team was based off of just ideas that we talked about at home. Um, and we had a match with Blake and Murphy where it's on the network, and I just had a really good, uh, you know, fiery comeback against the two of them. And even though we lost that match, it really opened up my aggression and show people what I could do and it was that moment that we were kind of approached uh, my myself, Sammy Callahan and Marcus Louis were approached with an idea um, stemming off of the movie Smoke and Aces um, and the three kind of crazy brothers in that 
and you know we had a lot of ideas together and we came up with a lot of different pitches and different stuff to do and you know um, it, overall I don't think we could ever get on the same page together and we kind of missed a big opportunity in that uh, you know we had a big thing in our in our hands and just never came to fruition we couldn't make it happen so the Sanity Inception initially was Sammy Callahan, also known as Solomon Crow, and uh, Marcus Louis, who I mentioned Enzo and Cass, kind of just disappearing off NXT television after that hair loss match that sort of led to that mental breakdown character. And I see a lot of that psychological sort of off-the-wall character development in the Sanity gimmick itself. Yeah. So I, think, I thought I think I, he would have been a great part of it. And, and, you know, I know Marcus, you know, very well personally, and I know he's a tremendous professional wrestler. Uh, we were having some fun tag team matches together as well. Um, but I think what we wanted out of it was just different from what Sammy wanted out of it. We started butting heads. And Sammy's still one of my best friends to this day. And I know that we think very differently on it still. Um, I wish we could have made it work, but, you know, it just ended up out of our hands. Sammy loved to go do his own thing. And unfortunately, the WWE, you know, um, parted ways with Marcus. But it ended up leading to something really cool between Alexander Wolf and I, you know, we were paired together just as a, as an offshoot thing to wrestle the hype bros. That was a, uh, that was an earlier before sanity Wolf and, uh, Wolf and Fulton was a tag team, right? I yeah. We were like, honestly, we were just put together on a whim and we ended up having really good chemistry together and we became really good friends from it. And, you know, I, I had a lot of fun, not only developing our characters then, but even after Sanity kind of started rolling and we started figuring out more and more of who we were going to be and what we were going to become, you know, we had a lot of fun putting together matches. We had some really awesome matches, uh, especially with American Alpha, as well as the Hype Bros. A lot of this, unfortunately, on the NXT live circuit, not necessarily things we're able to see on television, which is a little disappointing, I'm going to be honest. A little disappointing, but I think that they kind of... Uh, I think it's kind of an influence for the reason why people, why house shows and live events are so important because that's really where we're developing ourselves and where we're having these amazing matches that, you know, only a certain number of people are ever going to see. You know, there's, we had an amazing match with American Alpha in Oklahoma. There's only 2,000 people that are ever going to experience that for the rest of forever. Only 2,000 people are ever going to know what that is. And I think that's kind of the cool part about what you can do with NXT is have these amazing matches and all these character developments and, and all these things that are going to make you the superstar you're going to be in the future and only a certain amount of people are ever going to see that uh, you know it's kind of the magic of what NXT is I'm here to bring a wider audience to NXT as a whole lot of you know plans with the with Sanity going on I wanted to uh, so your initial mindset was it would be Sol- it would be Sammy Callahan you and Marcus Louis did you have any sort of any familiarity with Eric Young or Nikki Cross or uh, Alexander Wolf being a part of Sanity as well? Were any of those guys ever in the initial inception in your mind? Um, actually, I think Wolf hadn't even started the Performance Center by the time we got that idea. Wow. Um, and I didn't really see any other part of that. I don't think that Eric was kind of in the, in the mindset for it yet. I think it was kind of based just around the three of us. Uh, after Wolf and I started tagging together, that's when maybe six, eight months after we were tagging together, they kind of let us in on the fact that Eric was going to be joining us. And Eric was huge in 
getting us the things that we wanted to do as a tag team and really taking our ideas and pushing them to the next level and getting them to the right people um, and pushing the whole sanity gimmick as it is uh, in a direction that we wanted to take it. And, you know, he was huge on developing our careers. Veteran in the business, great mind for it. Oh, amazing, amazing person. That's when you bring up Nikki Cross. We actually found out about Nikki Cross joining the same time she did, which is about uh, four hours before we debuted uh, in, on NXT. Wow. And... Because you look at Nikki, and she seems like such a natural for that gimmick. It's man. absolutely she, amazing. She plays the psychosis thing really, really well, the psychotic Scott. And it's, it's amazing how well she fits the bill on it, uh, especially because that first match, that the clothes that she was wearing, she bought at Walmart an hour before we went out. Um, I remember when we were getting ready to, to go out and uh, have this match, uh, Terry Taylor comes up to us, and he asks her, you know, have you practiced taking off your jacket yet? She's like, uh, no. He's like, you should practice taking off your jacket because, you, you know, you don't want to get stuck out there. Uh, and she does it, unzips it, takes it off one go. And we get out there and, we, you know, we start, we do everything, and she goes to take it off and the zipper gets stuck. She goes into this frantic fury of trying to rip this thing off and get it off. And it's, and it's weird just that little thing is exactly who she is as a character now. And it all developed because she couldn't get a jacket off. And it, I honestly, like, they handed her the ball and she took it and ran with it. And honestly, I one of the top female performers in the WWE, even worldwide now, and has this amazing gimmick. And, then, you know, I don't think enough can be said of how good she is, truly is, with everything going on. It's amazing how naturally that whole psychotic thing came to her. I had no idea about that jacket thing. That's that's something you could just picture a character developing right in front of your eyes. Can we talk about that sort of... The absence in November 2016, unfortunate injury, did it happen during... I know the TM61 semifinals qualifying match for the Dusty Classic. It was you and it was Wolf. And then, unfortunately, it wasn't an injury after that match. Did it happen during that semifinals? Was it just some sort of the injury, ever thing? Can I ask you about something like that? Yeah, the injury took place um, it, on NXT television or on the WWE Network. It would be the week after NXT TakeOver Toronto. We actually filmed that episode before NXT Toronto took place. Um, that pre-show, which, post-show thing yeah, that TakeOver has. And, so. In which uh, Sanity interrupts a match between Kona Reeves and Rich Swan. And uh, we, we come in and we lay them out and we're beating up Kona Reeves and Alexander Wolf and I hit our tag team finish on Kona. And when we came down with our finish, um, I had what felt like a knife jammed into my shoulder. And there was so much adrenaline and so many people. I knew something was wrong, but I didn't feel the pain at the time. Um, and actually, the first thing that came to my mind was that his, uh, Kona's arm got stuck underneath him and we, we snapped one of his bones and that's what was stabbing into me but uh, when I looked down he wasn't hurt so that wasn't the case and I thought maybe it was just a muscle stinger uh, Rich Swan comes in and he hits a crossbody on Alexander Wolf and I turned around to hit him for it and when I went to raise my arm to punch him my arm didn't react and that's about the first time I realized that something was wrong um and we, you know, we get Swan down again, and I went to go punch him again, 
and my arm doesn't work. And from that moment on, it's just a series of kicks and knees and kind of left-handed hammer fists. Um, and I just tucked my right hand into my belt and, uh, you know, just let it dangle for the rest of the time. But the show must go on, man. Yeah, you, you went you out know? there real tough, fighting through this thing. Great post-match assault, sanity, bringing the chaos as they always did. Uh, unfortunately, that injury, too, too, long, too long-lasting. We saw the dismembering of the jacket, that sort of disregard by Eric Young at that moment. And Big Damo came in as Killian Dane sort of filled that role. And I was like, great, Sawyer Fulton's going to come back. Sanity's going to be this huge five-man faction. And unfortunately, not the case, the unfortunate future endeavors letter. But I'm going to disregard all the negative stuff. And I want to ask about your future for your professional wrestling career. Ring of Honor, Japan, TNA, any of those on the horizon? And what is next for Sawyer Fulton? Um, I've been in talks with a few different companies. Uh, there's nothing set in stone right now. But there's a lot of things that you know that I want to accomplish now that I'm no longer with WWE. There's a lot of places I want to travel. And there's a lot of... A lot of the world that I want to experience. Um, one of my overall goals in professional wrestling has always been to wrestle in Japan. I would love to spend more than just a couple weeks there too. I'd love to spend months, if not years there. I've started taking Japanese lessons, uh, it, not only to wrestle, but to be able to navigate the culture and, and experience whatever I can in Japan. For me, you know, wrestling is the only thing I've ever wanted to do with my life. And I want to be able to travel and, and meet people and have these matches all over the world. And I think now that I'm no longer with WWE, the door is really open to be able to go out there and do that. Um, so there's there's a lot of things that you know I'm, I'm excited about, and there's you know and for me it's just traveling and getting out there and and having matches and, and bringing this this excitement and all these great matches to the people that have made this career so much fun for me and made this life so much fun for me. Uh, I'm very thankful for the life I was given and the road that I've traveled and I think there's a lot more roads to travel and you know I'm, I'm excited to see where my future leads. Not a door closing but a new beginning of sorts in your career here, Fulton? Yeah, exactly, exactly. That's what I like to hear. I'd love to see more of you. Um, any other, in, any other insights, any thoughts, anybody you have your eyes on in the WWE NXT program? I know you're still in touch. You were roommates with Angelo Dawkins for a long time. Have you seen what the Street Profits are up to or any other any other talents catch your um, eye lately? Street, street Profits are definitely uh, high up there. They vary uh, both Montez Ford, and, Montez Ford and Angelo Dawkins are, you know, really, really good. Um, TM61, obviously, uh, great guys. They're going to just seeing what they're able to do when they're going to have their chance and they're going to blow the roof off of places and really blow people's minds. Sanity, obviously, you know, Nikki, Eric, Killian, Wolf, all those guys, absolutely amazing. Um, I think real dark horses right now, and I, I'm kind of sticking to tag team stuff because that's what I know, and those are kind of the sure. guys that I wrestle with the most. I think uh, the really hidden gem in NXT right now, and that are going to make a huge impact, both in NXT and WWE, are uh, Wesley Blake and Steve Cutler. I think right now, uh, not only are they do I think they're underrated, but I think they're have I think they're the best tag team we have. Wow. I'll be I'll be straight honest with that, um, and I think that what they're able to do in ring and 
the charisma and the amazing matches that they bring are really going to blow people away. And I honestly cannot say enough about those two guys and how hard they're working and how much of a name they're going to make for themselves. They're so, so good, and I cannot wait until people start seeing that. You got the tough Texan, Wesley Blake. You got the hard-driven Marine and Steve Cutler. A tag team on the NXT live circuit right now. I've seen pictures here and there, but it's really great to have some insight. And the best tag team NXT has right now. Would not expect those two names. So definitely some guys to keep your eyes out on. Uh, Sorry, that's all I have for you. Thank you so much for the time. Uh, As usual, follow me at podcast underscore UF. At Undisputed Future Podcast, all one word is the Instagram. Find me on Facebook, SoundCloud, Google Play, iTunes, Stitcher, all that good podcast networking. And Sawyer, uh, at Fulton World, I believe, yeah. is all your social media. Now, uh, now I'm at, at Fulton World on Twitter. Is Fulton underscore world on Instagram. Um, and then you can also uh, find me at ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash Madman Fulton. Be out there, guys. Support this guy. He's a very nice man. Just... Spending here time with me, uh, bookfulton at gmail.com also if anybody else is interested in oh, future bookings. Oh, yeah, that's bookings. vaguely important, huh? Maybe I should have mentioned that. <laughs> Booking would be important. Get this guy on your card. I am CD Danny Mac. This is Sawyer Fulton. Thank you so much for your time. This has been a very special edition of the Undisputed Future Podcast.